Hello everyone, it's Trent Matthew here and welcome to the podcast. Just before we kick things off, I just want to make it absolutely clear that I and my pastor don't support or condone any kind of sexual contact between adults and children, any kind of sex outside of God's covenant of marriage, uh, we believe is wrong um, and sinful. So um, I'm sitting down here with my pastor and longtime family friend who played a major role in supporting me through my underage attraction chaos. So, Pastor, welcome to the program. Uh, it's great to have you here. Now, um, there are people there are people who may not know a bit about my story. So, um, I was in denial for a very very long time, and when I finally woke up to the fact that I was attracted to um, younger teenage boys, it was like my whole world collapsed, and I went to the hospital to try and get some kind of help, some kind of answers, some kind of support, but um, yeah, there was nothing there for me and I felt alone and empty and everything and I came back here, it was on the Sunday night I remember, and church was just finishing up, I sat in for the rest of church and I spoke to you and I can remember I was really, really upset, like I was crying and I, I can just remember crying and crying and crying. Um, what was going through your mind at that point in time, if I can ask? Thank you. Um, just a couple of things. One, uh, it was a mixture of uh, sadness and um, um, also wanting to help. So I was sad to hear about this attraction because it's not of God and it's not um, the way God wants us to live, of course. And therefore, I was concerned about it. Uh, it because it's an area of sin and it's inappropriate, I was concerned that um, I'd start to wonder uh, how to deal with this and what to do about it because um, we didn't want it to continue. But at the same time, I was thinking, well, you know, um, <clears throat> I wonder how I can help you, help him with it and uh, be able to conquer this and deal with this. And get on top of it so support you through it because it was i knew it was going to be a hard struggle and a difficult time of learning and growing and uh, so I, I had those mixed very mixed feelings maybe almost as confused as you were at the time mm. when i first heard it so in what ways do you reckon that this um help you understand uh, more about god's grace and the gospel in that sense did you did, did you ever at some point in time think that this is perhaps too much, that maybe that there's just no chance? or No, I saw it as uh, just another form of uh, sin and I'm very aware of my own sin, weakness and failure to meet God's standards. And this was, um, uh, while it is wasn't an, an unusual expression of sin, it's still just another form of um uh, another way in which God doesn't want us to live and so like I try and help everybody including myself to uh, leave sin and and live a fresh life for God I that's what I wanted to help him with so that's where I was coming from immediately not to judge not to criticize or condemn um, but to um, yes to describe it as wrong but at the same time to work out ways uh, to have power over it 
and to move on from it. Hmm. Now, obviously, as a church pastor, you have a responsibility and a duty of care to protect um, those who are in the church, the young and the vulnerable. Um, and at that time, I was also young and I was also vulnerable. <laughs> so how did you manage to walk that fine line between where you're supporting me and telling me what my boundaries are within the church, telling me what I am allowed to and what I am allowed not to do? Like, so for instance, I was involved in a lot of uh, um, kids ministry, which I obviously needed to pull out of, um, which I did effective immediately, basically, and uh, still haven't gone back. Um, and I would never intend to anytime soon, that's for sure. Um, but also, so ha having to put boundaries on me and to protect other people and have me understand my own limitations. Well, how did you go through that kind of line? Yeah, well, you're right. I did have to, uh, I have a duty of care for everybody, not just you. So I had to make sure that um, we protect everybody in the church from uh, your desires. So I had to put limitations on um, ministries you, you were involved in and uh, people that you were allowed to see and in what context. Mm -hmm. And um, so we drew up together. Uh, a set of uh, rules, if you like, guidelines to follow, and you're very cooperative with those and always have been, so that's terrific. You said, yes, of course, you'd be willing to follow those because I always had this, in, you always gave the impression that you didn't want to harm anybody either, so that was terrific. Mm. I was working with someone who was was committed to the care of people, especially young people, as I was, so it was, at that level, it was fairly easy, so that was good, that made it easy, your attitude made it easy, and... Um, I think as a result, we have achieved it successfully. Hmm. Now, in some ways, I still needed a lot of support. Um, and I remember it was great that you were able to basically um, open up your house. And, and um, if I was feeling really bad, uh, if I was feeling, feeling depressed or um, anything like that, then I could phone you up and basically just uh, invite myself over, which, which was really really great because that's everything that i needed um and it was it was great that you were able to just you know uh talk through this issue uh with me and help me to understand and pray for me and support me and ask questions and so on um is there anything that you think you might have uh done differently in hindsight no i was very glad to do that and uh, my wife is very keen to support and love people um, and anybody that I suggest needs caring for and so we were both committed to caring for you and um, very happy to open up a home and to provide extra, provide extra care because we realised at that time you will need more care than normal hmm. because you were on a new process of discovery, discovery about things in yourself which you were not happy about so that was a difficult journey for you, so we wanted to support you in that. So if we could um, make ourselves available for you, especially even have you in the home, we thought, yeah, that's a lovely way to support and and uh, and to care for you, um, especially being a single person as well and um, living away from many, living a long way from many family, many family members and friends. Um, we thought that was even more valuable for us to do it. Mm. Thanks very much for that. 
there were a couple of times I think where along the lines where I would feel uh, particularly oh, I'm not exactly sure how to say this um, I, I was under attack at one stage it certainly uh, it certainly seemed like uh, so I, I stepped down from teaching as soon as I found out about uh, myself and these attractions uh, but then there was a very long and stretched out process where they were trying to sort things out and uh, figuring out whether or uh, not I would be on, on the list or not. And um, uh, I did get a uh, false accusation, if you can remember, uh, that I had acted inappropriately in a classroom. And um, you helped me to sit down and write a letter of defense against that. And um, this accusation, it didn't have any names or places or dates or anything. It was just it was just there but you know we, we we wrote these letters and it um and they eventually said oh yeah sorry and eventually withdrew that which is a great thing um so it hasn't exactly been uh uh it hasn't exactly been an easy journey there have been a number of like a number of challenges and a number of difficulties along these ways as well and it's certainly uh isn't a short journey as well. This is this is this has taken place over over many many months and and um, even a couple of years. So mm. yeah, yep. And uh, no, that's right. It's been a bumpy road to recovery. It hasn't been a straight um, trajectory out of those that that uh, deep and dark place you were in uh, a few years ago. Um, there have been some setbacks, not in terms of um, behaviour, but just in terms of uh, confronting some realities. Mm. So uh, we've seen you go uh, um, go through some um, uh, ups and downs, really, we'll put it that way, both, uh, I think, mentally and also spiritually. So what I've observed is there has been a real spiritual component to this as well. It hasn't just been um, an emotional roller coaster, which it has been, uh, but also a spiritual journey and I guess that's where we particularly come in to support and if I can jump ahead and perhaps anticipate a question how do you support I'd say three things at least uh, imperative one would be prayer so we've prayed with you we've prayed for you and about you constantly and um, I think it all needs to start there that's the basis of all the valuable support we give people and uh, to undergird everything in prayer and we've done that um, <clears throat> second thing is of course yeah, to to stick with god and his word so we've not only uh, read it ourselves but encourage you to keep reading it um, and to keep coming to church where you can hear the bible being explained because the way we get close to god is through his word and uh, when we've needed answers to things to go to his word and see what the bible says so prayer and Bible are critical Th but the third thing is community and that is to make sure we've always encouraged you to keep coming to church to be involved with your Christian community because we realized uh, um, it's always been the case that you really we really need one another and um, but when we're going through a crisis we need each other even more and so we made that a very high priority and you've done a really good job of coming to church regularly being committed to a group of people who, whom can care for you, but also you can care for. So, um, you know, prayer, Bible, church, all the basic things, but just ramped up. And this whole experience, I think, has showed 
us the importance of those three fundamental disciplines uh, of the Christian life. And I think if people are needing to support someone like yourself, start with those three and uh, you can't go wrong. Thanks for that. There might be some people listening to this podcast who might be struggling um, in their own sexuality with underage attraction um, or any other kind of attraction um, for all we know. Um, and when people tend to be in that position, they may opt to go for some kind of a quick fix. Um, what would you have to say about that? Like if someone wanted to get some kind of instantaneous deliverance type healing? Yeah, look, I uh, think it's a, it's usually a long, hard road to recovery. And uh, the problem with the quick fix is they often um, fall and fail uh, shortly down the track and then they're in a worse place. So if someone is listening to this and they are struggling, I would say um, talk to your pastor because if there's another person out there in my church struggling, I would really want them to come and talk to me so that I can help them with it, support them, care for them, and also encourage them uh, in recovery because I've seen people recover successfully, if I can use that word. Um, not that they're ever completely healed or anything like that, I'm not suggesting, but to support and care for them. And hopefully uh, your pastor will have a listening ear, be very good at listening and caring. Um, it is a big risk to divulge something like this, uh, but um, but really that's where the battle begins because until you talk to people about it, talk to someone you trust about it, it's very unlikely you are going to deal with it. You are going to make any progress with it because um, while ever things are hidden, uh, there's only you dealing with it and that's um, unlikely really to provide real answers. So pray about it carefully for a while. Think about who you could talk to and pick the most spiritually mature um, person that you trust and are willing to talk to about it and hopefully it'll be a Christian leader and perhaps even your pastor and then um, and then organize to meet with them and share with them your struggle. Thanks. I'm really glad you talked about this as being part of a growing process because that certainly has been uh, my experience and certainly has been a lot of other people's experience who I know struggle with underage attraction and it's in a sense it's like we certainly aren't where we were but in terms of being at the kingdom level of you know saintly perfection uh, we aren't there I mean we are closed with the righteousness of Christ um, as we know but the Holy Spirit is still uh, working in our lives um, helping us to grow in faith and maturity and responsibility and all of these things and and that certainly does take time there's no just you know God's not going to wave the magic wand and make it all go away in that sense but um, it, it's a journey and I think as, as we walk with God he walks with us that's, that's my spiritual journey as well that's like mine in fact everybody's spiritual journey is usually long hard uh, and challenging and it's not all uh, straightforward and uh, even progressive we do have setbacks along the way uh, but that's all right with God he's patient with us and whatever we are committed to growing and developing and improving and changing and maturing as Christians he will preserve us and ultimately get us there on the last day 
And we have to remember Romans 8, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And um, while ever we love God and we're committed to his purposes, he's on our side and he will help us to grow and change and develop and improve. So we have a great God who has given us great gifts like his church, his word and his people to help us in the Christian life. We're not alone. So realize what we have and work with that. Excellent. Um, just before we wrap up, is there anything further you'd like to say to anyone who might be struggling or any pastors? I mean, we, we've covered a lot of things. Is there anything you'd like to say um, extra? Having seen you uh, um, deal with this, it's been terrifically exciting because it is a very big area to deal with. But you've had the courage. I've admired you with your courage to deal with it and I've seen you make great progress and I believe that that progress is possible for anybody no matter how deep and dark your inner life or your hidden life is and I would encourage you if you're listening to um, deal with it have a go talk to someone and talk to them soon about it the sooner you do it the better and hopefully you will find the help you need. Keep talking to God about it, but talk to someone that you know about it very quickly and use the resources that are uh, attached to the group where you're hearing this podcast from because they've got some terrific resources as well and they're very keen to help people because really that's why this ministry has been set up uh, to help people just like yourself. Thanks very much for that. So, and thanks for your time today. Um, if you've been encouraged by this podcast and perhaps you would like to know more, um, you can check out the website. It's called christianpedophile.com where you'll find additional podcasts and articles. This has been Trent Matthew. Thank you for listening.